So welcome to the Talk Room podcast series, Being Your Best Self, the podcast that helps you to fulfill your potential using a range of counselling and therapeutic ideas and techniques. And for today's session, I'd like to give a really warm welcome to Wendy Castellino, who I've had a had the pleasure of knowing for many, many years. She's a real powerhouse in the field of mental health and well-being, having worked in it for, for well over 30 years now. She's an experienced cognitive behavioral psychotherapist, as well as been really experienced in other modalities and approaches as, as well, some of which we're going to talk about in future podcasts. But for now, a really, really warm welcome to Wendy. Thank you very much, Ian, and a very warm welcome to you as well. You too are a very experienced psychotherapist who I've known for many, many years and have specialities and modalities. One is your speciality in mindfulness, but also you're a very experienced counsellor and your accredited counsellor as well. So um, I look forward to um, working with you and thank you for that lovely warm welcome, Ian. Absolute pleasure, Wendy, and thank you very, very much for that. So, um, Wendy, I wonder if you could just start by telling us a little bit about what we're going to talk about today. Certainly, Ian. So today, the podcast is about compassion-focused therapy, or CFT for short. This therapy was created by a psychologist called Paul Gilbert, who won an award, an OBE, for his work in mental health. There are many components to CFT, and today I would just like to concentrate on a few of its points. So one of the points about CFT is the therapy is learning to take good care of ourselves, especially when we are in distress. We can learn this by learning techniques and exercises to be more kind and gentle with ourselves. So for me as a counsellor, that sounds really, really interesting. And I can I can absolutely see the value of that approach. But I wonder if for some people that word compassion um, would concern them. It, does it give the impression of being a little bit, a little bit soft, a little bit fluffy? Maybe is that is that something that you come across when you're working with clients? Yes, Ian. Um, Paul Gilbert made the point that the word compassion can be a problem, as some people do see it as a bit soft and, like you say, a bit fluffy. But compassion can also mean being strong and courageous and standing up for the things you care about. If you think about it, some of the best leaders we know were strong leaders, but were also very compassionate. For example, Martin Luther King, Gandhi, Mother Teresa, and the Dalai Lama. So the idea is by learning to be more compassionate to yourself, this can bring out the very best in you. You can find your strength, and you can build resilience to face challenges rather than back away. That's really fascinating. Um, and can you just tell me a little bit about what it is and, and how it can help people? Certainly, Ian. So one component of CFT 
is describes us as having three regulation systems. Paul Gilbert uses three coloured circles to represent these systems. Um, there is the red circle that represents the fight or flight. The blue circle represents drive and pleasure. And the green circle represents calm, self-soothing strategies. So the idea is that people who feel stressed and anxious spend a lot of time in the red circle. By learning to be more green, we are therefore calmer, feel better and more able to think clearly. And I love that idea of the of the different coloured circles. It, it really gives um, a really clear way of of helping to understand the idea. So if I if I understand it right, it sounds as though the red circle not so good and the green circle much, much better. Is that is that the kind of idea? That's a very good question, Ian. So Paul Gilbert emphasizes that we do need all three systems. The fight and flight is needed to protect ourselves from harm. So for example, learning how to cross the road safely. However, the red circle does represent the more basic part of the brain. So we tend to activate this part of the brain first. But by understanding how our brain works, this in itself could be very useful to us to develop our knowledge about how the brain could be very, very useful. So the idea, three circles are important, but the real technique is actually learning more of the green circles so that we do learn to self-soothe. And, and the green circle is the more, the more logical part of the brain. Is that, is that the idea? Yes, Ian, yes. The green part represents the more developed part of our brain at the front of our heads here. But it's also a nurturing side, which makes a big difference. If you think about it, we are mammals and we're social animals, therefore. Therefore, we care for our young and we care for one another. So when we do care, the hormone that is released is called oxytocin and it's the oxytocin that helps us to feel a bond and connected to others. So often when we are caring for others, such as our children or our pets, we often feel this lovely sense of warmth and comfort within ourselves. Yeah, that makes uh, that makes perfect sense. I can I can really relate to that 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 feeling good, that caring for others idea. Um, but how does it how does it work in terms of helping ourselves? Yeah. Okay. So that we know by if we just naturally care for others, this activates this feeling of oxytocin as I described in the green circle. And this helps us, therefore, to feel good. We feel that sense of well-being and self-soothing. I think what people don't realise that in our turbulent world, we do spend a lot of time in the red circle. If you think about it, this could be bad news on television, stress at work, being held up in traffic, problems in relationships. All these situations can increase our stress levels. So that just being in the red circle is just like the norm for us nowadays. 
It's been scientifically proven that our brains have a negative bias, i.e. we'll naturally go to the red circle first, as I said before, because it protects us from harm and is therefore dominance. So therefore we need to actively practice being in the green circle so that we learn to calm and self-soothe. So the problem with the red circle is that we are always in threat. Mm. And the other problem there is that our thinking abilities tend to suffer. When we're in the red circle, fight or flight, we feel more confused. And the reason we feel more confused is our brains focus on the threat. If I can give an example of this, if you have a fear of spiders and you end up being in a room where you suspect there is a spider there, it's very hard for you to concentrate on anything else. You're just naturally focused. Where's that spider? Where's that spider? Where, there's that spider. So that's what happens when our brains are in threat. We just don't think clearly enough. So by going to the green, using these self-soothing strategies helps us to calm down, but it also helps us to think a lot more clearly. Mm, yeah. Um, so I think I, I think I get that, but you mentioned a blue circle. So where does the blue circle fit into that? Yeah. Good question, Ian. So that blue sec blue circle is also beneficial to our well-being. This circle often represents times when we are goal focused so that we're concentrating on one thing. And then when we achieve that goal, we get a lovely dose of dopamine that makes us feel good. It's also where we feel a sense of pleasure in this circle. So if you've achieved a task at work or are in sports, or you've got a really good hobby, such as making things, you can get that sense of when you finish it, you get that sense of dopamine, that pleasure, and that sense of achievement. There is also a downside to the blue circle, because if you if you can think about it, getting that dose of dopamine is really nice. And so we can actually get addicted to the dopamine. So sometimes when we do things like gamble or shopping, that gives us a natural high, that natural doping, and we want it more and more and more. So again, if we're not careful, we can get addicted to things in this way. So it sounds as though it's all about trying to get that sense of balance between the, the three different circles. Is that is that right? Yes. Well understood, Ian. That's exactly right. Because if you think about it, if we're in the green circle all the time, we'd never get anything done. So we need the blue circle to actually start to drive ourselves and achieve things as well. So it's about trying to find a way of being able to make changes between the, the three different circles when we need to make those changes. And I, and I wonder if you can just say a little bit about about how we might go about making some of those changes. Yep, certainly, certainly. So CFT focuses on these techniques and will teach you ways to self-soothe. Um, but I, again, I think there is something about being simply aware of your system and what circle you're in can actually give us a sense of being more control in our body. Um, but if you like, I can give you a practical example of a self-soothing technique. That would be wonderful if you could do that. I think that would really help with my understanding if I could uh, if I could see it in action. OK, so the one I've chosen is it's about choosing and remembering a place which you associate with being calm, 
pleasant and peaceful, to have no negative associations with it. That's really quite important. So you just have to think of a place which you've been to. Um, um, and ideally, preferably think of being alone because we don't want sort of any interference from anything else going on. Um, and then you simply go through your five senses. So say, for example, you imagine being in a wood, a lovely, beautiful, calm, peaceful wood. So what would you see? You might see the sun coming through the trees. You might see beautiful greenery on the trees. You might see some animals. What do you hear? You might hear birds singing. You might hear all different types of things. What do you smell? You might smell um, some moss underneath your feet mm. um, would be an example. What do you feel? You might feel the warmth of the sun on your skin. And just by going through the five senses, it just helps to actually make the experience a little bit more uh, clearer for you as well. The other thing you can do is you can actually write it down as well in a lot of detail going through the five senses and that can actually bring up this nice pleasant feeling. Um, and the other thing you can do if you're with somebody who actually has the same memory, you can actually share that memory with them and um, talk about it together. And that can bring the feeling as well. Mm -hmm. That's really fascinating, Wendy. I could I could listen to you talking about that for for absolutely ages. So um, if I wanted to know more about CFT, compassion focused therapy, what should I what should I do? How would I go about finding out more about it? Yes, certainly. So my website is called wendyc.team. And if you go on there, there's plenty of free resources you can just download and find out more information about CFT. But what about you, Ian? I'm I know that you have a lot of resources too. Would you like to say something a, a little bit how to access your resources? Yeah, thank you, Wendy. So um, uh, Hope Therapy and Counselling Services, which is uh, which is my practice, we we have a whole team of counsellors throughout the, the south of England. Um, so they can be accessed through www.hopefulminds.co.uk. Um, and as you say, on the website itself, there's a whole range of resources that, that people can look at as well. So thank you for today Wendy it's been uh, it's been absolutely fascinating and it's been a great pleasure uh, having the opportunity of doing this with you today thank you to Ian it's been nice working with you thank wishing you. you all the very best thank you bye-bye